The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to Storybrooke. Welcome to Storybrooke Weekly Mirror, the unofficial Once Upon a Time internet radio show exclusively on poppychuloradio.com. Poppy Chulo Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Monday, November 28th, 2016, and I'm your host, Jeffrey Aruz. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of Once Upon a Time. Later on in the broadcast, get ready for a spoiler alert as we bring you the hits ABC series' casting scoops, spoilers, and ratings. Please welcome my co-hosts, Brittany Garcia. Hi, everyone. Hi. Katie. Hi, guys. Can't wait to talk about the episode with you. And Priscilla Rocha. Hey, guys. We have some juicy stuff for you today. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. All right, so let's jump into our recap of Season 6, Episode 9, which was titled Changelings and aired November 27th, 2016. Here's the official synopsis of the episode. In a fairy tale land flashback, Rumpel collects Jack and Jill's son as bait to lure a powerful being to him. Back in Storybrooke, Gold tells the evil queen that she must kill Zelina, and the evil queen makes a decision that will change her relationship with her sister forever. When Belle discovers Gold's plans for their son, she convinces Hook and Emma to help her steal squid ink that can immobilize him, and, as a result, Belle is left to make a sacrifice that will affect the lives of everyone in Storybrooke. Meanwhile, Jasmine finds a genie-less lamp that she hopes to use to save Agrabah and Aladdin finds a way to be her hero. Okay, so let's get into it. Let's get everyone's initial reaction to this episode, and we'll start off with Brittany. All right. Let's do this. Well, I don't know. Well, let, let's see. I don't know. Maybe my, my perception of this episode is going to change by the end of the episode, but we'll see. I, uh, I enjoyed it for what it was because it really honestly felt filler with some elements of the main storyline but if there's one thing i really liked it was the flashbacks i i think we've all been a little bit critical about Belle, and not not nothing to the actress or um to the character herself but just that we never really got to see bell be bell be you know with the books and adventures and how she wants to be a hero and i feel like in this in this flashback we got a lot of that and i really enjoyed seeing that because i like Belle. she's like probably she's my favorite princess or and or 
regular girl becoming a princess favorite movie beauty and the beast so i enjoyed it i liked it and then the, the twist that we get in the flashbacks really really cool um and i still hate rumple i don't think anything's improving i felt a little sad of his backstory but that's it like i don't feel bad for who he is now i feel like he could have gotten over that with being alive for like a hundred in some years and being all juicy you know he, he he's got t- he's had time to to just be a little <laughs> be a little be better you know i mean you can still have elements of the things that make you who you are but you don't have to be you know like just really bad you know i just i just don't like rumple and i think he did a lot of things in this episode that were just bleh um but overall I enjoyed it. I liked it. I don't think I would rewatch it, but for what it was, I liked it. Rumple doesn't feel bad for you either. I don't care. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Katie, you usually enjoy the episodes. Did you like this episode, or are you on the hype train with Brittany? I'm on the hype train with Brittany. Choo choo, yeah, motherfuckers. I... <laughs> choo choo. <laughs> I, I don't even know. I mean, I will say I liked the scenes with Belle. Um, that was like five minutes. It, it, you know, whatever. I liked the scenes with Belle and I liked, there was a plot twist in here that I was not expecting like at all, which was kind of cool. Yes. Um, I appreciated that. And I liked Emma and Hook. And then the rest, I was just kind of like, Ugh, whatever. I just want next week, man. I'm too hyped up about next week to care about what's going on right now. Uh, I also just remembered I liked the Aladdin and Jasmine scene that we had, the little one in there. Like two and so, a half minutes. Yeah, it was like all the scenes I liked were pretty short, but I, yeah, it wasn't my favorite episode. Katie, I'm sorry. You're supposed to be a ray of sunshine. I know. I'm sorry. It's been two in a row, I think. Ugh. We're going to take your Tumblr away, Katie. No, and get, we're going to give it to, to Brittany. <laughs> you're not yeah. allowed to do that. <laughs> and I'm going to post porn. I'm just oh my oh. gosh. Tarzan <laughs> porn. You know what? That's the only way we're going to get some action with Killian and Emma. <laughs> I just got to take their faces and put them on something else. Oh my oh god. <laughs> Watch out for the tentacles, I'm just saying. Priscilla, oh speaking of tentacles, Priscilla. What? I don't, I don't know what that means. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch that up, though, and, like, ray of sunshine, meet it's cloudy funny. day. Oh. Oh, my fucking God. I would, I'm just going to say this is the, my least favorite episode, like, bar none. <gasps> I don't think anything the, fi- the finale is going to do is going to change the fact that this was a pathetic episode. Like, I hated it. Like, everything was lack of payoff or was boring. And even, like, the show being, like, beautiful, it wasn't beautiful. Like, we'll get we'll get into that, like, more. But I just got to say, I hated this episode. Well, damn. And uh, <laughs> I am joining the hype train as well i did not care for this episode either it was not i don't know there were some elements that i liked and katie mentioned a lot of what i liked but a lot was just i don't know like i i just didn't 
care for it. The reveal was interesting, but I mean, that was it. And uh, one element of uh, OOC, out of characterness, pissed me off immensely. And we will talk about that later because it has to deal with one of my favorite characters. And I didn't approve of it. And not even, you know, Granny popping up could have saved this episode. It, it was just, it was sad. Oh, snap. <laughs> I know, and she usually can make an episode from like a 5 to a 10. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Man, I don't even know. I know, right? <laughs> well, before we get into a thorough recap of the latest episode of Once Upon a Time, here's our announcer with a few reminders on how you can interact with us. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Mirror. Follow us on Tumblr, storybrookweeklymirror.tumblr.com. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube, at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting GoFundMe dot com slash poppy chula radio are you interested in joining the poppy chula radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor email talent at poppy radio.com binge listen to your favorite poppy chula radio programs by visiting poppy radio.com slash archives you can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through itunes just search for storybrook weekly mirror and subscribe Thanks, announcer. So let's get into the flashback. A quick shout out to the opening title card, which featured a swing set from the dream world inside of the forest. More on that a little bit later. So let's go to the past. And uh, we travel back in time to when Belle was still in servitude in the Dark One's castle. And she's surprised to see Rumpelstiltskin bring a child back with him. She asks a lot of questions, but uh, he doesn't answer any of them. And she basically is like, you know, take care of the baby. If the baby's gone, I'm going to find you and I'm going to kill you. So while reading her book, Her Handsome Hero, Belle calms the baby down as she plots to track down some information on exactly what Rumpel is uh, going to do with this baby. So she enters his uh, his tower, and she starts reading a scroll, and she realizes that it's in fairy language. So she translates it, and it has something to do with a black fairy. Dun, dun, dun. But that was all part of Rumpel's plan. Like, he knew that she was going to be curious, and that she could translate it. And so he ends up stealing the translated incantation, and locks her in the tower, and he goes off with the uh, baby to uh, do whatever he's going to do in the woods. But uh, as Belle tries to escape, the blue fairy arrives to help Belle, and basically asks Belle's help to save the child before Rumple can use it. Uh, apparently, Blue uh, could sense the usage of this fairy incantation, and she knows that Rumple is going to use it for nefarious reasons. And uh, unfortunately, Blue can't help out because she has magic, but Belle can help out because she doesn't have magic. How that makes any sense, I don't know. But apparently it does. And so... Uh, 
she also explains and gives a little bit of information on the Black Fairy. Apparently, the Black Fairy was once good, and she was like a champion of children, but then she turned bad, and now, I guess, all children should be afraid of her. She likes to take children and all that kind of stuff. So, Blue magics the door open, but she doesn't magic Belle to where Rumple is. I'm like, that's <laughs> not nice. But So, Belle runs away, and I don't know how she knows where she's going, but she, she does, because she ends up using her magical cloak, I guess, maybe to find Rumple. And she ends up finding Rumple, and Rumple summons the Black Fairy. And um, he places squid ink on her and starts questioning her about, you know, babies and like her you know why she collects all these babies and you know when you know she abandoned her own baby and then uh the black fairy's like no and rumple's like yes and and the, and the black fairy's like no and then rumple's like yes and um he's like it is she's like it can't be and he's like yes it is i mother bim bim and that's when, I guess, things turned into a soap opera. And so, Rumpel is apparently the Black Fairy's uh, son. And uh, Belle is listening to all of this. And while the Black Fairy is attra- distracting Rumpel by telling um, him that, uh, sh- uh, you know, obviously she's like, you know what the deal is. It's a power over love and all this kind of stuff. Uh, she ends up, you know... Uh, taking the baby but the baby starts to cry and that allows the black fairy to shake off the squid ink and basically she's like uh you know rumple i will answer your questions another day those are all the questions that you get bye-bye she flies away and uh then uh rumple uh, obviously emotional and bell's like oh i understand everything now uh rumple poofs away and later on bell uh, while rumple sees from afar returns the baby back to its parents and even though they don't say this in the show uh obviously it was in the press release that uh the parents were jack and jill from jack and jill went up the hill and tumbling and breaking the crown and all that kind of stuff so that was the flashback so let's discuss it what did everyone think of the flashback and the revelation You, you all were stunned into silence by my Man, reenactment. So it's because I, I don't want to go first because, like, mine is okay. kind of blue. Okay, so. well, well, Brittany somewhat liked the reveal, the twist. I liked I it. I did like the twist, okay. yeah. So what did you two think of the flashback? I can go first if you want, Yeah, Katie. you go first. Go first. Katie's just going right, to cut so... and paste. So one of the things that uh, made me interested in the flashbacks was uh, having was was it having to do with the Black Fairy? And I wondered if, you know, the Black Fairy, there's going to be a twist. Like, is she actually good? But she's a Black Fairy and she's more of like a black sheep than she is like evil until the Blue Fairy told us, you know, she takes children. She does the opposite of what being good is. And I'm like, well, wait, wait, let's meet her. She eats let's the baby. Does she really? No, I don't know. But that would be a recurring oh, theme from our, our podcast. <laughs> remember, Katie? Uh, I do remember. Oh, I thought Granny was a running joke. Here. No, Granny is a running joke. Well, I lo- well not joke, because I love me some Granny. Maybe you laugh well, at no, her. Now- 
Nah, I'm gonna throw Granny some shade with that tea when we get there later. But anyway. I know. Can you believe she's the ultimate villain? But anyway, uh, she is. We, you would have never expected her. I know. But we did. We knew. We knew. I didn't know. I still love her. We knew. <laughs> you yeah. would. But anyway. Ooh. So when we get to the reveal of the Black Fairy, she comes for the baby, and uh, Rumple asks her, or Rumple reveals the twist, and we're like, "Holy shit! This explains a lot." But I was really oh my interested. gosh, it does it really? <laughs> no, not really. No, I don't think uh, <laughs> we we. I don't really like that saying. It runs in the family, but in some ways it does. But for for Rumple, it's like I feel like he's had a lot of love in his life from Belle specifically, and I think that could have been enough for him not to be an asshole. But um, when he asked her the question, you know, why did you abandon me? I was actually quite interested in the story. Uh, cause sometimes they, 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 they go deep. They put a reason as to why it happened and then we won't hate her or something, but she just kind of, she kind of laughs, you know, like evilly and then like flies away. So I want more. I want to see, I want to see more of her cause I am interested. I like the dark characters. That's just who I am. But it's kind of funny to see that, uh, what if she, oh my God, what if she became the black fairy cause she got pregnant and had rumple. And that was like against the rules, and then she's like, "Now, now I, now I eat babies or something." Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh. I don't know. I'm just saying because is it, it wasn't it like forbidden for fairies to fall in love with humans or something? Oh yeah, or... look at Nova. Yeah, it was. Pink had that problem. Like, yeah, see, with, that's what. That's why. Sneezy. Yeah. That's well, that grumpy. grumpy. Well, that's he was good. also a dwarf. That's true. Hey. And true. could they really have a baby if he pops out an egg? Anything like, does an egg pop out of her? I mean, I don't... See, that's why there's a lot of questions we don't have answers. I know. Could you matter? imagine if Noah would have given, given birth and, like, an egg would have popped out her hoo-ha? Hoo-ha. Oh, my God. I just... <laughs> nowadays, like, I, I don't think they're allowed to do that. Yeah, see, and that could probably be a reason why uh, she does that. And then maybe she had... Like, oh, well, you can be a fairy, but you have to be the black fairy. You have to give up your child or something, you know? And then what the hell made her want to do Peter Pan? Like, I, like I'm, or, you know. Oh, uh, Malcolm. You know, there's a lot of questions I have here of this. There are, man. Family. And I am mildly interested in them. I don't mind them. So I know that we want the episodes with the main storyline, but this is a part of it. And I'm glad they're getting it out of the way right before the mid-season finale. And it was interesting in the things that i wanted to know and i mean it seems as though they're trying to kind of rebuild rum uh rumbell i know they are no. because they have a really like they have a, a really strong fan base but if they are trying they're doing really they're doing a terrible job for us who did like rumbell at the beginning and now we just don't understand how we can how they can even get together it's like a cw romance yeah, and I wanted to see, okay, what cheesy things are they going to do to let these two come together? And what are they going to add? They're going to find another chipped cup. Yeah, exactly. Like, what are they going to do to make us like, oh, okay, well, maybe. But no, the flashbacks weren't about the romance. It was just, it was mostly Belle-centric until the end there with Rumple. And uh, Rumple. And I just, I really liked it. I thought, I thought Belle was very in character, very mother, very, very meta for what the episode was about her being pregnant in the present with her child um and then just having the baby there and her reading to it and 
being mischievous and like also like curious, which gets her in trouble a lot and very in character of Belle, which I like. But she was doing it for a good reason, obviously. But overall, I really, I really enjoyed the flashback, which I don't. And the, I didn't really notice the wig on Rumble, um, but uh, it worked. He looked extra juicy <laughs> in the flashback, and a lot, a lot fancier with his weird coats. And I don't, I don't know. He is not sexy. I still don't know how Bell uh, got into oh all that. Gosh. But, but their interactions were funny. I liked. I still like watching them. In that in in that arc of where they were in the past of her like just being like kind of like a housekeeper in a sense a slave uh, I still like yeah I still like watching those interactions because we can get all like technical and be like well she you know what what is it oh, the the syndrome the Stockholm one of the Stockholm, Stockholm syndrome. syndrome like right now we could all say that that's definitely what Beauty and the Beast is but. Um, I still like to watch it. I don't know, maybe I'm a little twisted, but yes. I still like to watch their interactions because can it be fresh? Is it good? Is it cheesy? But I think it worked for what this episode was. And I liked it because we want, we don't want more Rumple. We want more Belle. And I think this stayed true to her character and I don't think they butchered her at all this episode. Present and past. I love how you called so was- Belle a housekeeper. And in my mind, I like, I'm imagining Belle say, more lemon pledge. Oh my God. Oh That's racist. God. That is racist. That is... I find that wow. offensive. I am Hispanic. All right, Consuela. <laughs> but, um... Okay, here's my question. Consuela. Yes. Here's my question. So, Rumple is the child of uh, a human, Malcolm, and a fairy. Black fairy. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe I'm just, like, taking, like, true blood rules... But, like, wouldn't you think he would be, like, magical before he was the Dark One? Maybe? No? Since he's, like, half fairy? No, because that Henry would be, like, half savior, but there was, like, nothing special about him season one. Like, just because you're born from magic doesn't mean you're magic. But, Zelina got magic. So did Regina. Like, wouldn't you think if if it's like fairy, like you would have something, maybe? They're gonna have to explain that because I know they 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 have to know that we're putting it together that it was a human and a fairy. Maybe, maybe Rumple hatched out an egg. Well, no. What if the ma- oh because the, because the male um, genetics are stronger that maybe he's just he was just ended up being born all human no because remember Death was was from was from that same line and there was nothing like to him either because Cora like, was the magic and she did it with a regular man and then the baby was magic I don't know if rules like that apply like strictly because Neil came from like two not magic people and Emma came from somebody that was like from the same two magic people she got magic but her son didn't like henry didn't so i don't think magic is passed down that oh henry wasn't born from true love she got pregnant because fairies aren't supposed to get pregnant but she did and she loses her powers like temporarily or something and she's not or they took them from her when they found out she was pregnant and that was like really bad or something i don't know okay or he has like a fourth blood or a fourth of his blood is like fairy based but that's not really anything. Okay. You know? <laughs> That's not really. You know how like we all have different types of like people because of 
you know, they came over here and stuff. Like, I got Indian, I got Spaniard, you know, mm -hmm. maybe something like that, but it's not important. Or maybe, maybe they're hinting at that right now that maybe it's going to come into play later. I don't know. He's going to sprout wings. Hmm. Ew. <laughs> oh, man, I don't even know. <laughs> okay, Katie, you also liked it. Uh, what did you... I did. Give us... Your feedback on the flashback and the reveal. Well, I was not expecting it at all, to be honest. It's something that kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, people are always asking in the um, in the what are they called? The hot seat interviews are like, are we ever going to see Rumple's mom? And they're always like, maybe, can't say, probably not. And then we actually did it, so. Yay for that. Yeah. It um, wasn't Merida. Yeah. Which is, you know, great. <laughs> it's a plus. Um, but, I mean, I liked it. I mean, I, I kind of have a hard time getting around the fact that that means Peter Pan and a fairy <laughs> got it. <laughs> well, technically, he wasn't Peter Pan at the time. Okay, he was okay. drunk Malcolm. Although, like... But the majority of these characters either have daddy issues or mommy issues. Rumple has both. You know what? It's very true. It's so not very so messed up. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, man, I don't even know. I am just happy that we got this and then they can move on from it now. <laughs> oh, okay. But, I mean, I really liked the Black Fairy. I thought they didn't downplay her too much. I would have liked to have seen a lot more of her and to get more, like, reasoning behind everything. Yeah. I kind of hope that we revisit it, maybe, in the future, maybe. Just to kind of get some more answers. Like, I was kind of confused on it a little bit. Like, why did she give him up? Um, what happened with that whole scenario, I guess. Um, it was it was interesting. Um I loved the, the Black Fairy's costume because I, I will say I'm a huge fan of the costumes on the show, <clears throat> but I hate the fairy's costumes so much. I don't know what well, they're supposed they to be them. like fantasy, but they look horrible. Yeah, that <laughs> blue fairy's costume kind of looks like a wedding cake that got stale <laughs> and old and they just like added more flowers to it to see if it would help. Uh, maybe it, <laughs> it looks cuter when she's tiny. Uh, yeah, when she's so tiny. when we can't see it, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> when it's just a blue orb. This, yeah. The costume department could have had a lot of fun making a really, like, two, like tutu. You know, like yeah. the black fairy's uh, outfit was awesome. Well, because she's evil, and they usually thing. give the evil ones cleavage. But it and was stuff. just like a little tutu. Like she looked I felt really like cool. The black fairy looked like somebody trying to copy Evanescence in like the 2000s Wake and went to Hot Topic inside. and couldn't find anything. Maybe that's why I like. It's better than the blue fairy. I have. I well, the blue fairy looks like she's gonna go to a quinceanera. A really bad what one. <laughs> a really bad one. Yes, she's going to Bella well, Noches. When, when they go to the mall to take pictures for their quinceanera, like that. Oh, you're. Oh, I see what you're saying now. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The blue fairy's dress. I don't like the black fairy. I thought she looked really in character. I mean, they didn't. They they. 
they could have made her more like, I guess, the evil queen all out, but she just literally wore, like, gothic-y stuff, which I thought was really cool. I liked it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I liked the Black Fairies costume a lot. Like, I'm not a fan of the regular Fairies costumes, but I liked the Black Fairies a lot. I thought it was really interesting. Um, it was different. And I just, I, I really liked her, and I would have liked to have seen more of her because we've heard about her in the past. But, you know. I mean, she seemed pretty evil. Her little laugh at the end before she left, I was like, dang, wow. <laughs> but I appreciate that they actually followed through. I mean, did this storyline when I didn't think that they were at all going to do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, the back, the flashbacks, that was really the only interesting thing to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say yeah, I agree. I, I agree with you, Katie. Like the flashback, the only thing that was interesting was the Black Fairy and, and the reveal. I wish that we would have seen more of the Black Fairy, like you said, Katie, because we only got one scene with the Black Fairy, and that was it. And after sort of like the build up from the Peter Pan arc of like, ooh, the Black Fairy, like I, I didn't really find her terrifying, which it, it, I don't know. I, I guess maybe. I would have hoped that she would have been sort of like very evil and that kind of thing. The twist. Yeah. I'm like, really? She's got to be the mother. Like, <laughs> can't she just be evil and, and that kind of thing? Like some sort of foe, no. someone that, um, you know, screwed over Rumple or that kind of thing. She has to be the mom. But uh, I guess that's what they decided to do. And, you know, we got to take it because that's what they showed us. Um... I wish that they would have explained a little bit more about her because I feel like we got a tease about her a couple seasons ago and then we finally see her and then like we really got nothing. Like apparently she likes children. Why? Uh, apparently she abandoned Rumple. Why? Like, I don't know. I hope that we get more about her somehow in some way. I don't know how uh, unless like all of a sudden they like make her embedded with like other people um the other element of the flashback that i liked i always like the pair ups of people that usually don't interact with each other and i don't think it's rare for bell and blue to interact with each other like obviously she's helped bell in the past and they've been in scenes together but they don't they're not together all the time so it's not it's always nice to see characters that are paired up together that usually don't have screen time together and it was nice to see sort of like i guess that was their meet cute their for the first time that they met so i thought that was nice i'm a fan of blue i know there are a lot of haters on the internet uh, on blue but uh, i like her and um that's all i got so priscilla depress us go <laughs> time to pour the hater aid okay <laughs> yes um... did you like well let me let me ask let's go with the positive first did you like anything in the flashback I liked Belle, like, being Belle, like, ha having the, I don't know, like, the, the, the metal inside of her to be, like, I I'm the servant of this dark lord, this person who's got, like, powers, everything I don't have, yet I'm going to be brave and try and do something against this to help other people. Like, I like that. And I liked the return of her handsome hero. Like, the book. Like, those two yeah. things are really nice. Like, I liked that. But, apart from that, like, 
god, we've been waiting forever for the Black Fairy. Like, there have been so much, like, theories and, like, positing what she could be, who she'd be related to, like, what she would look like. And last week I was so stoked that they cast this actress who is kind of, like, witchy and evil and Dexter, and I was expecting, like, similar sort of vibe. But what I get is a character that's, like, in flashbacks is usually, like, despicable. Like, most of the time, like, I, I feel, like, angry towards Rumple, and but, like, slightly awed by the power he has and how smart he is. Be utterly pathetic to this. And not even just that. Like, it's the whole, like, why did you abandon me? Why? Like, the same shit that he had with, with Peter Pan. Only now it's with his mom. Like, we get it, sir. You had daddy issues. And now, oh my god, you have mommy issues. Is this why we're supposed to excuse what a shitheel you are? Like, later on in the future? No. But, so, I hated that. And usually I'm like, okay, aesthetically, it should. It, something should be beautiful. Like, I should like it. But I hated the Black Fairy's costuming. So, like, everything was lack of payoff. Well, damn. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I wasn't a huge fan of the entire concept either. Mm. Which is sad because, like, Priscilla, like, we've been waiting for the Black Fairy. There have been theories online of, like, who she could be and how they're going to use her and, you know, like, what what's going to happen with the Black Fairy? Like, I always imagine to be, like, a big bad for a season or an arc or something like that and uh, i was disappointed in what we saw as well like i don't know it just maybe because we didn't see her a, a, a lot and we didn't get a lot of answers but uh, if they would have given us a little bit more i think at least i would have been a little bit more satisfied with the reveal it was very anticlimactic and it was supposed to be you know, like a shock. And, and, I mean, to be quite honest, it was surprising, but it was like, you surprised us, but you just, you, you like, left us hanging. We wanted more, and we didn't get anything. It's like, oh, I'm your mother. Bye-bye. Bye. And that, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, like that was, was it. Like, he didn't even get to, like, respond. All he did was, like, sad face. Ah, oh, God. Like, oh, well... It w it was uh if if they had added a little bit more to that I think the flashback would have been perfect but it did feel a little underwhelming in that aspect of not getting the answers we wanted from Black Fairy. Yeah, like yeah. I I, I do like I do appreciate that Blue looked scared of her and that she just flew off meaning like we could have had, like, a better episode by her, like, teasing us a bit more about why, or, like, seeing, like, why she's evil. But this also means that it leaves it open to maybe coming back to seeing more of her. So there's, there's a little bit of positive to that. Well, and I, I also yeah. liked what, uh, what was it, what she tells uh, Rumpel in, one, in the scene. I can't really recall, like, exactly what she says, but... Something to the effect of sometimes you have to choose power over love or something like that. And I was like, oh, god damn it. I was like, did that stick with Rumple or something? But at least we know it came from somebody. And he's, I don't know, he's just taking it over. I don't know, it's just... it. 
he's kind of said that, or no, he did say that to to Bell, and his mom said it to him. So now it kind of like, oh, okay, well, you think it's okay to say that to somebody? Mom, she's a great mother, great mother. But I really enjoyed that. I love that she kind of faked it. She was like, oh no, it cannot be my son. But then she was like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> she really was. Yeah. She was like, it was all a plan. Okay. Like, she didn't care. Like, it was pretty cool. And I think that when Rumple became the Dark One, he had elements of his mom in that aspect. With the way how she's like, haha, like, I don't care. You think I care that you're my son? Like, that was just, I like that, honestly. But I do want, I do want more. And I think we can all agree on that, that we need a little bit more from her to really understand what happened and why and how the hell did she do peter pan and why like was she in love oh my gosh do you really need to yeah, know that i want to know if it was a, <laughs> like i want to know because he doesn't seem like the type of guy you want to like do or fall in love with like his dad like plain and simple so if they're gonna give us some backstory on that i would really like to see if it was some kind of cheesy thing and it ended up being unfortunate like fallout a or series something. of unfortunate events yeah like I, I i'm actually kind of interested not because i care about rumple but just because i care of how she became black fairy and why she abandoned you know, her child rumple's got his dad's charisma though to have someone like hot with yeah someone, like, it, like unfortunate looking like well that's what i'm saying did she fall in love with him or was it a one night stand like she was he juicy or, or was she just like a rebel at heart thank and you she knew she wasn't supposed to mess around with humans but she did it anyway and she ended up getting pregnant by the the worst one or something you know like oh, really, oh my really gosh the that. condom broke <laughs> I, I, that doesn't sound very magical but it sounds like <laughs> it sounds like a, a very i don't want to say a very human thing to do but something that a rebel would do like oh i'm not allowed to do this well i'm gonna go and do it and you know what sex is great well, you know what? If it's great, give me oh some with Kevin and freaking Emma. But yeah. So, okay, I'm done. Well, there is <laughs> that, I, I guess. Yes. Oh my. <laughs> what I think is kind of interesting, and uh, we'll move into present day after I say this. Both of Rumple's parents chose power over love. And Rumple continues to choose power over love. But Balefire didn't. Like, he finally learned the lesson. So that's, I guess, nice. Yeah. He broke the cycle. It's the cycle of abuse thing. And I get it. Like, they're, like, to, to not mince words, like, they're hitting us over the head with this. But, like, ah, uh, this is, it's, it's, this, it's a cycle. So it's expected. And I want to see them break the mold. I want to see something new and interesting. Yeah. Well, let's talk about new and interesting stuff. Let's get into present-day Storybrooke, USA. And let's discuss the shortest storyline of uh, the episode. So Jasmine and Snow, they're at Granny's. They're grading papers. Snow feels all happy because the kids are finally getting it. Because everyone's getting B-pluses, apparently. Except for Brittany, who got a C-minus. But, um, she doesn't like physics, everybody. It's okay. She doesn't need physics in her life. And so, and so, uh, uh, 
Jasmine confides in Snow about the genie's lamp that they found and how maybe it could save Agrabah. And so Snow's like, you gotta do it, you gotta do it. And so in the loft, Jasmine, Snow, and uh, Aladdin are there and Jasmine rubs the lamp. But a genie does not pop out in a puff of smoke. The puff of smoke drops uh, cuffs because the uh, lamp is genie-less. And so someone has to uh, take on the role of the genie to grant wishes and all that kind of stuff. And uh, Aladdin ends up picking up the cuffs, and he puts one on, and Jazz was like, no, no, no. But I was like, yes, you know, you know, you you need this so that we can save Agrabah. And so he ends up putting the other cuff on, and he poofs into the lamp. So Aladdin is now a genie. So you ain't never had a friend like him. Okay, so let's talk this storyline since this was the shortest one of the episode. What did we think? Are we excited to have genie Aladdin? I am pretty excited, not gonna lie. I mean, I thought it was very interesting. Katie, are you trying to rub that lamp? Yes. <laughs> I would. I mean, Aladdin's cute. I would appreciate having him as a genie. <laughs> uh, so anyways, I appreciated this a lot. I thought it was, I mean, like for them not having a very big section in the episode, I thought it was pretty great um, for them to do something this bold. Um, they haven't had many scenes at all in this. They've had one episode so far, but they haven't had many scenes so far in this half of the season. And they have given them lots of obstacles to work together still, which is very interesting. Um, I appreciate that he mentioned that he knew the last genie in the bottle for a while, and he's been free for a while now. And I choose to believe that that's a shout out to Cyrus. I, I just... I just choose to believe that that's what that is. <laughs> or Sydney. Or, or Sydney, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that they did a callback with. One, it would have been. Yeah. Paris. Well, yeah. Yeah. I liked the callback to Sydney, though, with uh, Snow. She was like, oh, my dad found, uh, you know, yeah, a genie. I liked that. That was cool, too. Um, but yeah, I really. I enjoyed that they shouted that out, and I think this is going to be very interesting to see what happens with Aladdin being the genie himself. I'm interested to see oh, where it goes. Oh gosh, poor! It, it reminds me of Cyrus being the genie. Right? Ugh, so sad. I, I'm excited to see where they go, though. A part of me was just kind of like, shit, didn't they learn their lesson when Will turned into the genie, and or when Cyrus was the genie, but... They haven't because no. the lesson was never taught there. So, aha. Uh -huh. <laughs> like, that that's something cool. Like, I like my, the Jasmine and Aladdin scenes. I like the callbacks to Cyrus, which I totally think that the second callback was Cyrus. And with Sydney, like, I liked that. A part of me was just kind of like, shit, are they going to rub the lamp? And Jafar comes out, shit, I, I am not ready for it. There's too much here. Like, that would have been amazing, but it's a different lamp. But that would still would have been amazing. Yeah. It's like fuck the lamp, you know. Just <laughs> let not literally, just let Jafar <laughs> pop out. 
I, I'm glad he wasn't just because, like, this episode is chock full of stuff to process. So, like, having this is, like, a nice, bright breathing point. And I look forward to, like, them figuring out the mess being a genie is going to be. And how they're going to get rid of the cups without, like, bad stuff happening. Yeah, because someone else is going to have to become a genie. Oh, or they're, I guess they would have to be wished to be freed. Yeah, see, I I don't know. Yeah, that's true. That's, see, this is what my father wished. So you can wish too. I mean, yeah. it's a... There you go. Or uh, Snow becomes a genie. <laughs> I will say they've taken a bold step though, because either they will use that wish again, or... I don't know what's going to happen. Or someone else has to become the genie. What I want to know is what happens when they make three wishes. Because once they make three wishes, like the the lamp goes across the world. That's a good point. She's probably going to wish him free as tribute to the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope that they do the the jewels. Remember the the, the rubies were the wishes. I hope they don't forget that. Those are so cool. Yeah. I hope they do that. But I think because he's because at that time they were trying to find him, they had the rubies. But here, she's he's gonna stick with her the entire time. So, I think uh, we hope. Oh yeah, I hope so too, man. They haven't even had their first kiss yet. Come on, look at that. <laughs> they're they're cock blocking us there too, man. We're especially and, and I mean it's Aladdin and Jasmine. What the hell? I don't like they the kiss. rest yeah. anymore. No, he didn't. Yeah, they did kiss, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. Out in the street. Well, oh, wasn't it at the park? Oh, or did they just hug? No, they haven't kissed. I'm telling you. Uh. I'm going to look for this. Okay. I'm anyway. telling you, they haven't kissed. <laughs> I would have remembered that. They, Katie they dreamed had, about they it. They almost kissed in Agrabah. And then when they met, they had a really nice hug. And then I think they almost kissed again, but they got interrupted. If I'm not uh. mistaken. They, they've Kate- been getting interrupted a lot. Katie dreamed about kissing. Yeah, see? And that's why Maybe that's she it. feels like it happened. Must be it, man. <laughs> but this, okay. This, this might probably get him to save Agrabah, which is probably going to be the second arc of the show, I think. And then the comes Genie Jafar. Genie exactly. Jafar versus Genie Aladdin. Well, that's why, because we heard about Jafar, like, in the first episode of the season, and then he's kind of just been a, an afterthought, which makes sense, right? Because it's the evil queen, and now Rumpel as a villain, so... Uh, they, they kind of push that back, which is fine, but I think it's time. He's coming. He's coming for us. He is. Okay, I just looked. You were right. They didn't kiss. Uh-huh. They, need kiss. they need to get onto this. <laughs> yeah. I remember, Katie. I remember. You remember. <laughs> okay, let's, let's talk about, I guess, the major storyline of the episode, because that pretty much was the only sort of, like, sub-storyline. We start off... Like, in the middle of the action, like, when the episode started, I was like, what the hell am I watching? We see this woman running through, like, the boiler room or something, and uh, it turns out it's gold chasing a young nun. And this could have turned into Fifty Shades of Hay, and it kind of does, because she gets tied up, and gagged and everything. And then the evil queen pops up out of nowhere, and, um... She's tries to there. make it even more Fifty Shades of Grey by being, can I join? I know, really. And she's there to witness what uh, 
what Gold has planned for this nun slash fairy. And uh, the Evil Queen's like, what the hell is up with you and this hatred towards the fairies? And Gold reminds the Evil Queen that she's supposed to kill Zelina because he asked her to. And he proceeds to toss this magical dust on the fairy nun, causing her to age immediately. And that this is going to be a message to the fairies and to Belle. And uh, this obviously has Belle worried, you know, after seeing the age done, knowing that uh, Gold will do anything to take their child away, that maybe, much like uh, Dark Swan, he will advance her pregnancy and that kind of thing. And so while Belle is doing research on how to stop gold she comes across a book and when she opens it there's a red string in the book and it says follow and like when she closes the book she's like what and then she sees the red um, string uh, and, and she ends up following it she realizes that she's in the dream world again and um, the the red string ends up going directly to the the shears and then her son appears and uh she's like you know what do i do you know how do i stop him and he says that the answer is right in front of her so she wakes up and uh she realizes you know that, that she that this was all a dream and so with the help of captain swan they realize that it had nothing to do with like the page that she was sleeping on or anything like that. It had to deal with the actual book. The book was written in squid ink. And uh, that the squid ink can immobilize the Dark One. And they can sort of end up finding either the shears or the Dark One's dagger and that kind of thing. So, pause with them and let's head on over to the farmhouse and the evil queen confronts Zelina ready to kill her and Zelina knows this she puts her baby down and uh, the evil queen magics them outdoors and the evil queen zaps her and all this kind of stuff and she's ready to kill Zelina but Regina stops the evil queen by Regina squeezing her own heart and uh Regina's like, if you keep on doing that, like, I'm just gonna squeeze the, you know, our heart, my heart, and we're both gonna die. And, um, Regina allows uh, the Evil Queen to get away, you know, because the Evil Queen is thwarted. And, uh, uh, but before she leaves, uh, Regina's like, you know, the gold is only using you, and all this, that, or the other. Like, how can you fall for this? You still have that hole in your heart, and you're trying to fill it with love. And, uh, you know, basically, you know, gold is, is just using you. So the evil queen poofs away, and uh, Regina and Zelina end up having a heart to heart. Like, Zelina, it seems, she's like, I, I know why you're here, you know, but let me first say, you know, I want to apologize, and blah, 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 but Regina's like, I'm not here to apologize, and she's like, you know, I blame you for Robin's death, and I can't forgive you, you know, I may have pity on you, I may, you know, spare your life, uh, but I will never forgive you for Robin's death, uh, and let's pause here. 
So here's where I had a problem, because I felt like that was completely out of character for where Regina is at this point. Because it just, to me, it doesn't make any sense. Like, why does Regina blame Zelina still for Robin's death? It, it's as if she didn't learn anything from blaming Snow for Daniel's death. Like, she needs, I, I would have thought that by now she would have realized that you blame the person that actually kills the person as opposed to, like, the person that's there. Like, Snow didn't kill Daniel. Cora did. Zelina didn't kill Robin. Hades did. Like, it just, it, it didn't make sense to me. And I was like, really, Regina? Like, why are you blaming her for his death? Like, it, it's okay to be angry with her because she was with Hades and that kind of thing. And, and maybe, like, some of her actions, you know, because she was so trusting of Hades might have led to it. But I don't feel like Zelina is directly responsible for Robin's death. That was all Hades. And it just doesn't make sense to me as to why Regina blames Zelina for it. It, it just, I don't know. It's just, to me, it's completely out of character. Especially after Regina has grown so much in these past few episodes in particular ever since the season has started like she even called herself a hero she was like that's what heroes do you know we save people and that kind of thing so like why are you sort of like regressing a little bit with Zelina I don't know if anybody else thought it was out of character but I just thought it was weird like I was oh, no. like uh, I would have I, I, I okay agree you agree just, like mm -hmm. I thought this shit was settled at the end of last season or the beginning of this one where she moved into her house or when she said before like I want us to be sisters like and didn't we have like that that really touching scene with her and Snow where she's like I think it was this season where it was the premiere yeah where they were outside like, right I'm gonna start a new story well pff, you ain't starting a new story this way darling <laughs> I, well, I agree with you there yeah and they had like a really nice scene like before obviously she went to like team evil queen like they had like nice moments together so it just doesn't make sense why like a couple episodes ago she was like oh you know let's let's move in together let's blah 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 like if you blamed her for his death why the hell would you want to move in with her like that just doesn't make any sense and I don't know, it, it just, it was so confusing, and like, as she was saying it, I was like, huh? Like, it just made no sense to me. Like, it, it just, this was a bad call on the writers, like, it, it just, com I don't know, like, a, a couple episodes ago, a lot of uh, the Rumble fans were saying that Rumble was doing stuff that was out of character, and we sort of disagreed with that, because... Rumple was being Rumple, but this just doesn't make any sense for where Regina is at this point in her story. Like it's complete like character regression. Yeah, I totally agree. It just kind of it came out of nowhere. Like I would have understood if she said, "I'm never gonna be," you know, "I'm I'm always gonna be upset about it." But like she's like, "I'm never gonna forgive you," and blah blah blah, and it just contradicts what she said recently too like as yeah, yeah. It, i don't even know it just kind of it stuck 
it stuck out to me as just not fitting in with what I thought they were trying to say. Like, I'm not even going to Yeah, it would have made more sense if she would have said something like, you know, I can't be around you because every time I see you, I think of Robin and his death and blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's so hard for me right now. Like, that I could give her because that would make sense because Zelina was there and um it was Zelina's uh, boo that ended up doing it like so if she said something like that you know you remind me of Robin and I think of that moment and I just I can't be around you right now or something like that but the whole thing of like I blame you it's like it's your fault and I'll never forgive you just doesn't make any sense and if we hadn't have seen, like, the evil queen poof away, like, I would have said this was the evil queen pretending to be Regina. Yeah, exactly. I don't even know, man. It just, it just didn't feel right to me. It didn't feel in character to where she is right now. It just, it felt really odd. I just felt it was easy. Like, mm-hmm. and I felt, I, I didn't even think of Daniel, but the fact that you brought this up, like, crap, like, it's a retreading of things and it makes it easy to have like the wicked witch still be on your bad side because she's still like mad. Like, I I don't know. It just brings up what Brittany said before. Like you, you, you haven't made her change. Like she maybe had a chance by being like, well, like, thank you for believing in me and for coming and being a sister. Like I'll try and be better for that. Like you had opportunity potential for change. And you didn't do it because plot, like, because this will, this will come in handy later to have her angry or to have Mm -hmm. them be separated. Like, ah, damn it. (laughs) Yeah. I really felt bad for Zelina, especially at the end when she was like about to cry. Like it just, well, I was actually, that was my segue to you, Brittany. I was going to ask you, what did you think? it was fine i thought it was in character regina i disagree with all of you i think yeah really how well explain yourself young lady and uh i would like a five paragraph essay (laughs) in um what what is it um apa format yeah citations included please (laughs) all right so they gave us already like the arc for these two in like the first episode like we saw at the beginning of the of the wow the pilot of season six that they were going to try and make this work. It was going to be it was going to be weird, but they were going to make it work and I mean it's not the weirdest thing that's ever happened in storybook, right? Especially between family members. And Regina was really open to it, especially more so on honoring Robin's daughter, Robin. God, I hate that so much. And <laughs> and I really believe that Regina wanted to form a bond with her sister, especially after going through that stuff in the underworld with their mother and finding some kind of closure. But I don't want to blame it all on Zelina, but I, I, I'm going to have to. Zelina is having a hard time just being a good person. And that doesn't mean you have to go and be a hero and save the day. It just means that if someone's in trouble or they need your help, you help him. That's why I say with, with Rumple the same thing, that he doesn't have to go and be friends with everybody in Storybook like Belle is, but he has to not screw everyone over and, like, be really selfish, you know? He can still be cold and brooding in the background, but um, he can still learn to be compassionate 
with a, and you know show a little bit of empathy after all he's been through you would think that he would have some compassion for people going through the same thing or going through something and i would think zelina would too like i grew up without a family that really liked me or with my real parents but i have a sister here who indirectly indirectly zelina is responsible for robin's death if we go and rewatch what the hell happened i still blame her for it as well however i will say Regina lashing out at her is in character, but I think later on she's going to go back and take it and say, it wasn't your fault. Like, things happened. Things that you did, things that I did, it led up to that moment and it happened. She didn't kill him, but she feels like it, it indirectly she did. And we were all saying it too, right? We were like, damn, why is... Zelina wants so desperately to be loved that she's trusting, she's putting her trust in the wrong people, like Evil Queen as well. So it's really hard for me to feel pity for for Zelina and root for her when she keeps making all these dumb mistakes. When honestly, all she needs to do is just be in her house, take care of her kid, and uh, help talk to Regina. She doesn't even need to help her. She can just talk to her, be a sister. You know, it doesn't she doesn't have to do very much to be a good person, but she seems to be mm-hmm. struggling a lot with that. And I think in fights, whether it's family, whether it's, you know, your romantic partner, sometimes things are said that are kind of true, but not to the extent of the words you say. Sometimes you use it for emphasis, but you're not really... She's not really blaming Zelina, but she's just saying that because she was angry. It heated up. And Zelina kind of provoked her in the sense that she's like yeah i came here to get something she's like so you were gonna steal from me and i'm like oh my god Zelina, she just saved your life let it be like a uh say that they're even like okay you saved me okay you can steal from me you know don't start a fight with your sister you know and she just she provoked her and she started yelling and then regina went out and cried you know like it's just it's really emotional right now the wounds are still fresh and i think it's okay that they are lashing at each other and i think Zelina's finally letting it set in like holy shit I did I was a part of something really traumatic for my sister and hopefully she kind of learns from it but also that Regina understands that Zelina did not kill Robin you know to hurt her or because she's she's wicked it just ended up happening that way and I need Zelina also to really apologize and really understand that she just her the love of her sister's life is dead kind of you know connected to her and i don't think she really realized that and it's just it's still there it's still raw it's still fresh and that's why we hadn't talked about it in a couple episodes but now that it's here it kind of just exploded in our face and that sounds really sexual but it's not what i meant at all but oh my god well now i'm i'm curious about this because obviously you have stated before and 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 you just stated it a couple of moments ago you don't like Zelina so obviously you are biased against her so I want to get into your mindset like why do you feel Zelina was responsible in Robin's death because the way that I see it and I don't know if uh, the the others uh, agree I mean she was believing that Hades was a changed man so she was trusting of Hades so I, I don't see how that could be attributed to Robin's death just because she she trusted him. It was Hades that ended up using well I don't even remember what the hell that was the the glowing icicle from the Dollar Tree to kill um, Robin. It was like it wasn't Zelina. Like Zelina did egg him on. Like no, it's because what 
what happened because I'm trying I'm trying to re like recap what the what happened in the episode and I remember that everybody everybody was telling Zelina do not trust Hades and that's the thing about like today because I was talking to my mom like uh, I'm gonna kind of put like a real thing in here um my parents are separated but they're okay like they're there they have like a really cool partnership right now even though they're separated they're like really good friends but I guess to get a little personal my dad wasn't that didn't treat my mom that great in some aspects before they were married just when they were dating so my mom was blinded by the certain things that my dad did for her that made her want to marry him and I was like and after all the stories that my mom told me, I was like, Mom, did you not have one friend that told you that all the, the warning signs was, like, just it, not to marry him? Like, plain and simple, not to marry him? She's like, no, nobody told me anything. And I'm kind of like, damn, because nowadays, if you have a friend that's really close to you, like, your best friend, and you see, like, an abusive relationship or a toxic or something, you're gonna you're going to tell them, like, dude, you know, I know it's none of my business, but... I'm seeing this and this isn't good for you. Like they're trying to tell you something, but you're so blinded by love or whatever you have that you don't listen to them. Everybody was telling Zelina that Hades did not change. He just was not, you could see it. And what she did was she put trust in him and gave him the baby. That's what I'm remembering right now that he, she gave him the baby to look over. And that's where it led, it led up to that showdown and Robin ended up dying. If she had not given the baby to Hades, Robin, I don't think, would have died. However, it's it's a theory. We don't know. The writers wanted it to go this way, so it just ended up happening that way. So, in my head, that's what I see because Lena was blinded and so desperate for love that she could not see that Hades was playing her. Even though she had a lot of people and a lot of her sister, everyone else, do not trust him. Don't do it. And especially Robin, who's the father and was skeptical the entire time of putting his daughter in the hands of Hades. I mean, the god of the underworld. Like, you're going to put a baby with the god of the underworld. Like, it's, you know, so that's how I see it. Maybe I, I, I just, I love Regina so much and I'm on her side. But I also understand you need a little bit of empathy when you've hurt somebody. And it's just, she's not really showing that to her. And I think, uh, look how long it took Regina to forgive Snow. It's been six seasons. I don't think we're going to take, I don't oh think my we're gosh. Take six seasons. But... I think they're kind of trying to to let it lash out right now, and then it's gonna come full circle by the end of the the season. And I do think they will rebuild uh, a sisterly bond. And I think Zelina is starting to learn. I think those words really hit her this episode. And um, as long as she stays out of the way with the evil queen and all that stuff, because now that she turned on her, I don't think Zelina has anybody. Um, so I think uh, I think they'll be okay. I think they'll be okay. I don't think it's safe to say that it's all Zelina's fault but her actions led to where everything went down and that's just the way I see it but I hope for her redemption whether or not I like her or not right now I I hope for it and I hope Regina can heal too I'm tired of family drama guys I don't think I don't think that's ever gonna end in this in this show with the way things are going it's a fairy tale soap opera yeah and because like I have a sister I have a really great bond with my sister so I want to see that actually play in in a TV show. So, that's just my thoughts. But I, I respect everybody. I get you. I understand sure. it. But you, yes. but we, even though but you're think, wrong. No, no I'm but just I playing. Think we all recognize that this is also for the sake of drama. Well, of course, yes. 
Yeah. So, yeah, it's true. They, they, they opened a wound that was probably already kind of closing. But it took a lot of Regina to just help her, her sister. And I was like, I think she said it best with, you know, that's what makes a hero that you help people even if they hurt you. And I was like, damn, that is something I think we've all learned from Snow and Charming, like, since season one. So, mm-hmm. good lesson, good moral lesson. It's very true. Okay. So, let's continue on. And, uh, alright. So, they've got the squid ink. Mm. Captain Swan, that is. And they arrive at the pawn shop, and Hook provokes Gold's anger. He does his Jedi mind tricks, and, um, or he uses the Force, I should say. And, uh, while he's, uh, choking hook it allows emma to use the ink on him however just as they're searching the shop emma has a vision again but uh there's a bit of a twist Uh, her hand starts shaking and this time in the vision she sees something new she actually sees uh, the handle of the blade and she sees this uh glowing jewel uh, on the handle And so, uh, when they check on gold, he has disappeared because, uh, I mean, it was dried squid ink. You know, it wasn't going to hold him for long. So, he confronts Belle and uh, tells her that uh, he thinks that their son might be the only person who could ever love him. And that that's why he's trying to cleave him from his fate and, and... use the shears on him and uh he's willing to do anything to uh make sure that uh their son loves him and uh he he has the um rapid accelerating dust and uh, it seems as if he's about to use it on her she tries to escape through the elevator but uh he stops her and um Basically, Belle ends up stopping him by telling him, if you want any chance at us back together, you're going to reconsider using that uh, uh, dust. Uh, Because if you use it on me, then you will lose me forever. And who knows if, um, you know, our, our son will love you anyway, but you will lose me forever. And so he looks visibly traumatized, and he backs away, and uh, he ends up not using the uh, the dust on her. So let's talk about that. Do we feel like that's hope for Rumbell? Because he sort of backed away because he was like, oh no, I might lose her forever. Uh, I don't even know. I mean, uh, I guess if you wanted to see that oh gosh a little bit of hope little very tiny bit but still in my opinion no because Belle's still like at the end she's like no I'm hiding my child from you so I I don't know I honestly don't know what's happening Katie Um, you're supposed to know everything I know I just don't I don't know what's going on it's confusing me I think that that scene in particular, was supposed to be for to give hope for Rumbell fans. But if we're if you're not one, if you're like us, like we were fans and now we're not, um, it still is really 
just, it's just not good, especially with what he says later on to her. Um, there's a difference between not wanting to lose Belle and like having your kid also have a relationship. You don't need to have a good or uh, a romantic relationship with Belle in order to have your son. All Belle wants, even if they're not going to be together, is just for him to be a good person, a good father to his son. And I don't know why that is such a hard concept for, for Rumple. I don't understand why he's like, I've tried. I'm like, what did you try? What is, like Sometimes I'm like, with these villains, I'm like, how is it so hard to be a good person? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. For me, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not 100% good either, but I think I have a lot of compassion and empathy, which is why I went into, like, psychology and, like, like, learning about what goes on in the mind and listening to people rant about, like, their problems and, you know, being a mediator between that. Like, it's just, it's just in me. So for Rumpel, I'm kind of like, you learn to love your son you no, he loved his son unconditionally from the beginning he loved uh bellfire like and i'm like why was that so hard to like be a good father to him i just i didn't i didn't understand but he has a lot of issues but he could yeah think he could do it yeah i know but he could he could do this without having to torture bell like this like he says like bell i would never hurt you it's like well physically maybe not but you're hurting her mentally, emotionally. Like, she's scared of you. How is that not hurting her? Like, he, I don't think he understands that. And that's just, um, just that's just not right. Uh, for Rumble, for Rumble fans, I hope you like the scene that he backed away. Which is actually quite good. We get a twist at the end about what happened with the tea or whatever. But good for him. At least something kind of stuck to him. Because... She's been saying, well, you've lost me. You've lost me. But she kind of said it. She made it final and said, you will lose me forever. And I think that kind of triggered something in him. Whatever that is. And he backed away. Good development for him. If he can stick with that. If he can stick with that. And I I give him props, too, for not even telling Belle that he didn't do it. Props for him. that, That also makes a hero. Not telling people the truth about things. Although it looks really bad to her. But... Good for him. If he can keep this up, at least he can rebuild something with with having a relationship with his son. With Belle, maybe some kind of partnership, not even a romantic one. Like some, uh, I don't know, something to where they can both do good things for their son. And then if it becomes romantic, well, that's them. I'm still not rooting for them. I don't. I think he's kind of been irredeemable so far. But for him, for himself, this was a step in the right direction. A little bit. Very small. Like a slight step. For this part, like, I guess I'm I'm different like than, than you are. Because, like, I see where the hope is coming from. Like, but it pisses me off that I see it. Because, again, this is the whole lack of payoff in this episode. I honestly thought with, like, the, the shout-outs to, like, what could be in the preview that finally, like, they were going to take a step in, with Rumple, like either being like, no, he's been defending Belle from like a changeling, or no, he actually is like full on evil, like has taken, uh, has accepted that side of him completely, and is now going to do like a really wicked thing that you can't come back from. And instead, we get right back to the retreading of 
you're a good person on the inside. I know you can do it if you just believe. Like, God, like, I see why you did it. I feel happy for, like, all you rumbellers that get hope again. But personally for me, who like, I'm interested in the story. Like, I it, it bugs me that we're going back to, like, old hat tricks. Like, I, I was expecting more. I was expecting something to happen, something to shake this up. And we get the same old, this coward can have a heart of gold on the inside. And, and furthermore, as a side note, stop choking out hook he's gonna have fucking problems with his like throat <laughs> he's not gonna be able to breathe no like, they're just they're just getting him ready for sexy time with the, oh, with the savior gosh. <laughs> uh i don't know like pobrecito like let, let him let him breathe let no, them breathe. better when they struggle to breathe i mean what no, i'm just kidding whoa <laughs> wow. no, personally, um, you make a lot of you make a lot of sense with what uh with what you're saying, it is overused. It is a thing, a TV trope. And I think one thing to highlight, though, is what Belle tells him, which I think she said she said a couple of times, but I think it was the clearest here. And she says, um, I never wanted you to be perfect. You know, like that. And I think that's the one thing that uh, mm-hmm. people need to understand is that Belle wasn't trying to change Rumble, uh, Rump, uh, Rumple. I always want to say Rumble, Rumble. She just wanted him to grow a little bit in the good things that he already had, which was first of all having the uh, the capacity to love somebody after he became the Dark One, because he did love before when he was human. He was just a coward, and he had like mm-hmm. weird problems there, but he still loved his son. That was something. Became the Dark One. He still kind of had love, but he chose power over it. He lost his son. He was able to love a woman. Who he kept captive <laughs> but he loved her and it, it and from love a lot of things can grow like empathy and compassion and other things but he never let that happen he kept mm-hmm. messing it up with her and she was just like i want you to be more not to change completely just to to have the capacity for more things like to understand people because he says in the in the flashback right like you know nothing of my pain it's like well you don't know anything about me. It's not all about you, too. It's, it's a two-way street, you know. She she even said there, like, I understand you. I understand what, what happened to you, but, you know, understand me, too. It, it's, it's a two-way thing. So, I don't know. That's how I got out, uh, I, what I got out of it. And I hope that sticks with him as well, to understand that it's not all about him. And that he needs to understand that. Especially when it comes to a child. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Man, I, I did... Just- you can go. Uh, no, I'm, I'm just hoping that they, like, if this is a step in the right direction with him, if he's really going to be like, I can change. And God, like, I've said this before, like, last season. But, so I hate repeating myself, but please, like, make me stop repeating myself. Like, if you're going to redeem him, redeem him. Like, redeem him good. Redeem yeah, him d- make him change. Like, make him have an impetus for it. Make, like, we've... I get the whole, like, change can be difficult, cycle of abuse, but shit, change can be difficult, and we're already past the fifth season, like, bro, yeah. yeah. I mean, the best, the best example is Regina, I mean, she was pretty fucking terrible, if we go and do a rewatch, she was pretty fucking terrible, but, 
she she had all these other qualities that helped her grow and we had another talk like that with with Zelina earlier too of you don't know what it's like she, Zelina's struggling with it too although hers is she wants to be loved and she keeps putting her trust in the people who manipulate her that's where I pity Zelina I do pity her for that that's not fair that's pretty that's pretty sad but Rumpel has somebody that loves him already or did and he could have he could have done better but Drama. <laughs> Drama. <laughs> Good grief. Okay, so let's continue on. And uh, we're at Granny's. And uh, Belle, Emma, and Hook are there. And uh, while Emma is telling Hook about the vision, basically, you know, the, the vision returning, but this time with the twist, with a little bit more information, uh, Belle is sipping on some chamomile tea that Granny made, you know, it soothes the soul, it'll calm you down, settle the nerves, and all that kind of stuff. Belle drops the mug on the ground, and all of a sudden, her belly starts growing so that means the true villain of the season is granny and her wicked tea yeah amazing that was a plot twist that was i, never, I who would have thought granny was working under rumple Ooh, kinky <laughs> exactly. oh. oh wow well that would explain the choking fetish oh my <laughs> you don't want to know what they do with that crossbow late at night uh oh god um Okay, that's a little extreme. Let's, let's move on. Moving on. So, uh, Belle's belly turns ginormous. And Belle's like, oh no! And so she goes into labor. And so, Emma, with the help of the fairies, ends up uh, helping Belle deliver the baby. But while Belle is... Uh, pushing uh, she finds herself in the dream world again taking talking to her son and he basically gives her a message you know you know what you must do and then he's also like you know don't forget the book and so after bell successfully delivers the baby she ends up asking blue to a be uh, the baby's fairy godmother and to take him far away from Storybrooke so that he can be safe from gold and um, that you know he can return once everything has calmed down and uh, before he leaves bell names her son gideon in honor of her favorite book um you know her handsome hero the hero of the book is named gideon and when gold arrives, uh, there's a protection spell, uh, so he can't enter, but he uh, ends up cleaving his way through the protection spell. And uh, once he enters the nunnery, he sees that the baby has already been delivered, and he's ready to see his son, but he becomes furious uh, once, once he sees that Blue has whisked the baby away and uh, he becomes even more furious when Belle refuses to tell him the name of the child and he's like I will find him no matter what with or without a name so do we want to pause here or do we want to continue on and then just decompress we'll everything okay just yeah. I, there's a lot to talk about and it might get drowned out with the rest of the 
So Priscilla, take it away. I just... I don't know. I saw the pregnancy bit and I was like, well, that's a cute bit of special effect I like mm-hmm. I, I could have done without. Um, as for I, I, I approved of the dream. Like I like the guy that they cast as um well now we know like what his name is. Oh like Gideon. Like he's cute. I like him. I like that somehow like Belle went in a daze in the middle of pushing and went into a dream. The pain like, is so cycle. bad that she went yep. Yeah like that was why reasons hashtag reasons like <laughs> just just go with it whatever like i liked the fact that we brought like blue into this to like both have her interact like what you said before jeffrey like to have her interact with bell and to bring in the fact that yes yeah, she has been a fairy godmother and as a fairy godmother she can whisk like children away to protect them that's what she said that fairies do to protect children and I approved of him saying before, like, don't forget the book. And she gives him the book, too. And it mirrors, at, like, Emma being there for Belle when nobody was there for her when she was giving birth to Henry. And to see the same sort of cycle happen where you have to give the child up for their best chance. We've seen it happen with Snow. We've seen it happen with Emma, and now we've seen it happen with Belle. Like, again, it's one of those whole, like, and a side part of my mind is just kind of like, well, shit, like, we've seen the story two times, and now it's the third time. Like, we need to stop giving up those babies. Another part of me is like, well, we're having too many babies on Once Upon a Time. We have baby Neil. We have baby Robin. We really didn't need a baby Gideon on this show, like, for them to have and then, like, ignore for the rest of this time. So... All in all, I approved of this movement. Okay. So that was something positive. Yeah. I really liked... Like, this is one of my favorite scenes. It was a very sad scene, but I really liked it because it really echoed what we've had on the show throughout the other women who have given birth, or excluding Zelina. Um, where they have to give up their child to give them their best chance. And it's like this ongoing, really sad thing. Like, don't get pregnant, guys, in this story. Because you're going to have to give your child up, apparently. <laughs> or you're going to have to name it after someone who's died. <laughs> but I do appreciate that Belle named her son after uh, a character in her favorite book. Like, that's so Belle. That's so something she would do. And I really liked that. And... It wasn't a junior. Praise the Lord. We didn't we don't have another junior. Um but I really like the scene. I love seeing Emma um helping Belle give birth, you know, kind of echoing back to um when she had no one there for her. Um so she was there for Belle so she didn't have to be completely alone because she already felt alone. Um and I really liked just seeing her it was just seeing her loving on her baby and then realizing she has to give it up. And she asks the blue fairy to be the fairy godmother, which was really cute. It was adorable. And then asking for her, her to take him away. I am very curious what is going to happen based on spoilers for future episodes 
with Gideon. I'm very curious what's going to happen there, but for the meantime, I thought this was a smart move. But very sad, because I do want to see Belle be a mother, because, yeah, we need to see more happy mothers with their children on this show. <laughs> There's um Aurora and Cinderella. Yeah, we never see her. We never see her. Well, them. it's because happy people are boring. That's why they don't show them. Who That's cares? True that. True that. Well, there's yeah. that. Whatever. So, yeah. any other final thoughts before we move into the final elements of the episode? <laughs> he doesn't even have a name to follow him on. Like, at least he knew that Balefire was like, his name was Balefire. And he said before in the episode, names have power. Like,. He has nothing to trace back to Gideon. Like, he doesn't have a baby blanket. He doesn't have a name to follow. Like, all he can use is, like, his 50% of his DNA because even Belle doesn't want to be around him anymore. Like, Belle thinks that it's his fault. Like, ah, oh, there's, like, this the side of me that's, like, ah, oh, like, that, that hates Rumpel's, like, fuck yes, this is just dessert. <laughs> this is what you get. Oh, true, like, man. And, she, like, it's the same sort, again, it's the same cycle where he didn't get to see Balefire, and he wouldn't have recognized Balefire anyway because he had nothing of him, and uh, Balefire's name was changed to Neil, so he has nothing. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the, I, I think I agree with, with Katie and everything she said about the, the scene with uh, having to give up the child. That was really surprisingly really like touching i was just like and really sad really very sad. sad like i think uh, i didn't expect for some reason like i guess i didn't expect it i thought her plan was just to stay in that house and rumple couldn't get in or something like that's what i thought it was gonna be but only because he couldn't get in at first and then when they they pan to the shot of her already like having given birth and she's holding gideon and she's just she looks so happy. She doesn't look... She's not crying yet. She just looks like just a, a new mother. She's a mother. And she just looks so happy cradling her child. And then they they tell her to bring Blue in. And I'm like, oh, shit. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> and like, you know, like in my head, I'm like, oh, my God. It's happening. And we've seen these scenes before. But it just... Something in me felt really, really sad about it. Because Belle just wants to be a mom. She doesn't want this drama, but for some reason, Rumpel's just an asshole and he won't leave her the fuck alone. It's like, just, dude, if you want to see your kid, do what the mother says. And in this case, the mother is right. I know there are mm -hmm. cases where it's not, but Belle's not going to hurt the kid. She's going to be a really great mother. He should know. He left the child with her on purpose because he knew that she would take care of it and read the incantation. But either way, he knew she would, you know, care for it. So that, mm -hmm. why... Why can't she take care of her own kid? And then he comes, he earns the trust back to be the father of his kid, you know, like act like a father. So mm -hmm. I was, I was like, oh, maybe this is where they're going to get it. Maybe Rumble, uh, Rumpel's going to see his child and he's going to, you know, I don't know, looking at his child, he's going to change. You know, that's cheesy, but I was hoping for a little, something like that because I kind of want to get over all this stuff, even though I know you can't brush over it, I just, I wanted to start healing already because I'm tired of it. But, um, maybe this gives uh, Rumple to do something on his own, and we can get back to the real storyline, but 
props to Belle for being so, so strong. And I'm really glad that Emma was with her. I think Katie made all the points of why it was really important for Emma to be there for her. Okay, so uh, I agree with a lot of what all of you said. I thought it was a really powerful scene. I'm very happy that Rumpel has no information, he, you know, <laughs> exactly what he deserves. And uh, I like that the, the fairies were involved. Like, you know, it's been a while since we've had any fairy action, so I'm glad that they were involved in this storyline. And of course it ties into the flashback and Blue's, uh, you know, involvement in what Belle was doing back in the past. So, we only have a couple of elements left to discuss. So, earlier in the episode, after Regina basically tells the Evil Queen, you know, oh, you know, Gold is using you, he's playing you, and all this kind of stuff, she ends up popping into Gold's shop and basically confronts Gold with what Regina said, like, oh, you know, you are using me, and this is that or the other. And so, basically, their partnership dissolves so later on the evil queen is in gold's shop and uh, basically she confesses she's like you know i'm the one responsible for slipping the um, enchanted dust into bell's tea to accelerate her pregnancy and uh, the evil queen basically tells gold that he just made an enemy out of her and he counters with the fact that uh, he's like well you know you're just merely a pawn you know i'm in it for the long game you should know that and uh, you're just a pawn in my game and i will be getting even with you and before she leaves she said, oh, it was so beautiful. She was like, you know, oh, well, you know what? I hear fairies make great mothers. And that causes gold. Yes. Because <laughs> she just looked so wicked, like, as she did it. Like, obviously, she's the evil yeah. queen, but she looked wicked. And um, that causes him to have a major meltdown, and he throws everything to the ground and busts everything up in his shop. And later on that night, uh, Hook and um, Emma break into the shop and uh, Hook also th there's, there's a line that is of import that he tells uh, Emma that Regina did find a way to reverse the aging spell that was placed on the nun uh, and uh, as they're looking through the shop they end up finding the sword that will quote-unquote kill emma and uh, she ends up taking it she's like you know now all we got to do is find out who the person under the hood is and uh, that's the episode so i will say i liked the scene with the evil queen i like that she took responsibility for it, and I love that she basically was like, you know, and even if you told her, she's not going to believe you. Like, I thought that was so funny because he was so adamant about using it. Like, she's not going to believe, but she being Belle is not going to believe that the evil queen did it. And uh, I love the line about the fairies being great mothers. And I'm intrigued by the sword and, and stuff. So apparently Emma has her... Uh, 
Emma has the weapon that's going to murder her. So how does she lose track of it? How does it end up in the quote-unquote right hands, the hands of the person in the uh, vision? Like that, that's going to be interesting to see. What is everyone else's sort of like thoughts on uh, the evil queen with Rumple as well as uh, the sword? That sword, like. I'm like, hmm, the last time you thought of an item and you threw it away and you thought for sure that nobody was going to find it and use it against you, guess what? The dark one got it. And you know what, Emma? <laughs> you just saw in the vision what the sword looked like. Nobody else knows except for you. You don't have to tell anyone. You could have just kind of left it in the shop and nobody would have figured it out and you would have been fine. But... Well, no, because fate would have intervened, and uh, the you know, it would have been discovered. Although I don't, I don't feel like her having it is a good idea either. But yeah, so I have like a theory about the sword. Ooh, as well. is it going to be put so... placed in a stone? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so basically. I'm not taking credit for this. I'm going to give credit to my friends, Sydney and Dylan, because they found this information. But they found the information. Um, the title the title for the 13th episode is titled Ill-Boating Patterns. They said that it's likely a reference to the sword in Beowulf. And here's the... Um, and they're wondering if this is a sword from Emma's vision. So this is what the the description of the sword in Beowulf reads. Um, okay. And another item lent by Unferth at that moment of need was of no small importance. The I'm going to butcher all these names. The Brayon handed him a hilted weapon, a rare and ancient sword named Hrunting. It's with an H at the beginning, so is that a silent H? <laughs> Hrunting. I don't know. But anyways, the iron blade with its ill-boating patterns had been tempered in blood. It had never failed the hand of anyone who hefted it in battle, anyone who had fought and faced the worst in the gap of danger. This was not the first time it had been called to pre perform a heroic... To, oh, to perform... To, bleh, to perform heroic feats. Katie, so, I, love, I love hearing you speak English, Katie. <laughs> You can't have it's a hero sword today. without having it be corrupted in this show. Like, Excalibur yeah. itself is, like, screwed over. Mm -hmm. So, I'm really... Because, I mean, in this sense, a dark figure is using it against Emma. So, that's kind of not a heroic feat. Or is she... No, does Emma have the sword? Emma has Emma, a sword right now. Emma like, has a sword. Does she, is she the one who gets stabbed? She gets stabbed with a sword. That's right. No kidding. Yeah. No, I was just trying to... Because, I mean, she has a sword as well, but it's her father's sword that she's using. Yeah. You know vision. what? Okay. No, you can't make that joke about does she get stabbed with the sword because she has not gotten stabbed with the sword that we want to see. Like, Oh, my... So... Oh, no. <laughs> that sounded vaguely <laughs> sexual. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's interesting. I'm wondering if this is the sword from Beowulf, then. The sword named Hrunting with an H at the, at the front. <laughs> like that. I like it. Well, I mean, because it makes sense because I've been trying to figure out what the heck ill-boating patterns relates to. And it's very interesting that this is directly in Beowulf. Like, those direct words are in Beowulf in reference to 
the sword. Okay. And it yeah. is a hilt. It's a hilted weapon. So, and the sword is hilted with um, a jewel and such. So, it's very interesting. It will be interesting if it is the sword. Yeah, it'll be nice for them to include Beowulf again. Because remember, Grendel over on yeah. Once Upon a Time in Wonderland was mm -hmm. Beowulf oriented. So I think this is the first time on the mothership that they've referenced Beowulf, maybe. Yes, possibly. That, that, that would be really exciting if they if this is true. I like it. And I'm mm -hmm. going to be disappointed if it's not. Thanks a lot, Katie. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, there's that. Uh. Yeah, I guess I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Yeah. So, any other final thoughts on the episode, uh, in particular the final scenes? Just, um, I'm glad I'm glad the evil queen did something pretty evil, and the, she said it the best herself when she was against Zelina. Uh, Zelina. I guess evil does beat wicked, because um, that was a pretty evil thing to do to Belle, just because she mm -hmm. was like angry, but also because I think it's really in character to be messing with people. Even if, like, her actual target was Snow and Charming. But she kind of already did that. So it's like, oh, well, what else can I do? Oh, I can fuck things up even more with you and Belle. You know, even though you actually didn't do it. That was pretty clever. I liked it. And it, it's slowly rebuilding Rumpel, too. Because um, I thought he went and he put in her tea. Or, like, convinced Granny to do it. And I was like, oh, you dick. Oh, you dick. <laughs> you, I was like, just when you couldn't be... Just when I thought you couldn't be more despicable... But he didn't do it, so I was like, oh, okay, evil queen. All right, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> I, Don't threaten my when, granny. I hate it when Rumple does it, but when evil queen does it, it's just she does it with such, like, class. And she's Panache, there with her hair. Yeah. Yes, and she's like, yeah. I messed it up. Oh, you can go fix it. Oh, I don't think she'll listen. Ha, ta. You know, like, she doesn't give a shit. Ha, ta. Yeah, like, just awesome. Can I also say the best thing to come out of this it's frickin' Golden Queen is done. Yeah! Holy crap. We hope. I, I yeah. had a party. It should be in the mouth. Ring the alarm. Fuck yeah. I didn't even think about it. should have been your favorite episode then, Priscilla, because you were like, no. <laughs> no. Oh, oh, my God. You might have bumped it up two whole points. Thank you. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Uh, I just, I, I want to say, like, I love going back to basics and seeing season one, like, the twist being that the evil people, like, always had the upper hand and they they fix it. I kind of don't like that it wasn't Rumpel that did it. Because, again, I want them to either step forward one way or another. I want them to have him be like, no, I really am evil or no, I really am good. I wanted him to give the tea, like... A ton like I wanted something huge to happen but no it's something huge happened to him and the only comeuppance we get like the only satisfying thing we get is that line that I hear fairies make wonderful mothers like for a second when he's like you're just a pawn in my game I was expecting her to say like like I'm not a pawn I'm a queen and you'll find out like some wordplay like that but for her to come up with that line genius and i it was, was great I, i'm happy also at the end that they did a the, uh, a wardrobe change because the first outfit she had going up against selena looked like discount mad max from the <sighs> 80s like 
<laughs> oh god, it was awful. Like, oh. like Evil Queen comes up with the goods. Like, even I'm sorry, I, I I forgot to mention this. Zelina and her like green Muppet jacket. Oh, oh yeah. What? <laughs> I just ah uh, like that. She killed one of the do 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 doots and uh, dyed it green. <laughs> I feel like. Golden Queen is gone, long die, like be dead forever. Golden Queen, like <laughs> we hope. Ah, uh, yes. Like other than that, like the, the story is being played out again, but Golden Queen is dead. Like I, I never thought of it that way. Yes, I know. I'm so freaking happy, man. I think Amen. we all are. Yes. Amen. <laughs> so now it's time for the MVP, the most valuable player, the character that impressed you the most, and why. Who is your MVP? And we all know the rules. If uh, someone mentions a character, you may not repeat it. So we will start off with, because I'm feeling nice, Katie. Oh my gosh, yes. Okay. So I'm just going to, I'm not even going to feel bad. I'm choosing Belle. Ooh. Because... I, she, okay, first of all, Emily Duravan did a really good job of acting in this, um, in this, uh, episode, especially during the birth scene and after the birth scene and, uh, all of that. It was great. I love, I loved her acting in it. Um, she is still not backing down from Rumple. She, I loved her line to him that I never wanted you to be perfect. I just wanted you, you know, to whatever to not choose power over me i wanted yes to choose that's exactly whatever. what she said i'm just yeah <laughs> i wanted <laughs> you to go. try or something yeah whatever it was <laughs> so she didn't want him to be perfect which was which was you know a, what we've all been saying and rumple just doesn't get it through his stupid little head um but yeah i appreciated that and i appreciated that as hard as it was she did send her son away so that he could be protected potentially um even though it was very hard for her so props to bell okay priscilla oh i think i'm gonna have to give it to the um the evil queen just because like we've been seeing zelina be a little bitch like for a while so to see her just kind of fireball her and like see her fly and to finally get come up and so like i guess evil does beat wicked and not to mention like that ending line that capped everything off which was just like i guess i i guess fairies do make like the best mothers and like finding a way to trick the trickster finding a way to get past that whole like I don't want to rule alone, like to get past your weaknesses and stick it to the other person just for revenge, just to be evil. Like this, this is what I want in a villain. Like show me more of this. The evil queen for sure. Brittany. Damn. I don't know how I can follow up that because it's so, because I had evil queen as my second one. Oh my God. Well, who's your first? Uh, Bell. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know we're gonna pick the people they came out the most, first of all. Yes. Like, Do you want me to go next so that you can think about it? No, I have I have a list. Okay. Here. Oh gosh. <laughs> I don't want you to take it. <laughs> no, I um 
I have to go with Regina. I think, uh, I think she didn't do much in the episode. Her her role was to go and do like one thing, and when she did, she ended up coming, you know, into the battleground, and she saved her sister like nothing. But actually, in the way she did it, was probably the biggest thing for me. Was which was she was threatening to crush her own heart, she, and she and the evil queen took her bluff, which I thought was actually really interesting, considering how. Zelina and Regina's relationship is at that second, at that moment. She knew it was messed up, but she still believed that Regina would sacrifice her life for her. And I think that says a lot about where Regina is in her life, even after what happens with that big conversation. So I'm proud of Regina. She did something that maybe Zelina didn't deserve, but it, it showed that Regina is a hero. And I don't think we've really said that before regarding Regina. We've said that she's changed and she's grown, but in what way? It was just she's been a good mother. She's um, she's helped out her friends. But this time she she saved someone who really maybe didn't deserve saving entirely. But Regina has grown a lot. And she's a, I feel like she's actually a hero now. She can be considered, you know, she can join the hero club now. Like, first she was just a groupie hanging out. Oh, but gosh. now she's, like, officially in the club, in my opinion. Yay. Yay. All right. So y'all took the good ones, to be quite honest. But I do have someone in mind, and it's a character from uh, one of the storylines that I really liked in the episode. No, it's not you, Black Fairy. You were an utter disappointment. But I do want to give a couple of shout-outs. Uh, Blue and Granny. Yeah, you all were fantastic. Granny and the tea. I know, right? She gets, she <laughs> spills all the tea. Um, and she throws all the shade. But, uh, okay. So, my MVP, and I'll keep it short and, and simple. I'm going to give it to Aladdin. Why? Because he decided to do what he feel like he needed to to get even closer to saving Agrabah. What the hell is going on with Agrabah? Who the hell knows? It feels like we've been trying to figure out a way to save Agrabah for like a hundred episodes. But I'm glad that they're a little bit closer, although I'm very worried, especially with the promo um, on, you know, this choice that uh, Aladdin made. But I'm excited to see more of like genie lore and uh, to see if maybe they stick to the same rules that genies had over on Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. Yes. Yes. So let's rate the episode. It's a scale of 1 to 10 apples. Point system is loud. And if you deem the episode worthy of more than 10 apples, you may grant it the coveted golden apple. And we will go in the same order. So that means, Katie, you are first. Okay. So I am going to give this episode a 6. Because... Burm, burm, burm. Sorry, the sound effect was delayed. (laughs) It just wasn't my favorite. And... Okay. Katie will never have another glass of uh, chamomile tea. (laughs) Never. I don't trust that stuff. Or Granny. (laughs) Leave Granny alone. I'm just saying. (laughs) I I liked the part where Belle gave birth and named her son. There was the most cutest thing ever, and then she gave him away, and it was really sad. 
and I liked the Aladdin stuff and the Emma and Hook stuff, and that's it. I didn't like any of the other stuff. I thought, I don't know. I liked the plot twist as well. But I just feel like the flash, the flashbacks felt so weird to me. It felt like they were placed so strangely. I don't know. Like, there wasn't that much, there wasn't too much flashback. And it seemed to happen really fast. And I, like, with the Black Fairy, we didn't get a lot of, a lot of, we got a big plot twist, but we didn't get a lot of answers to it. And it was a little bit confusing. I don't totally understand why the episode was called Changelings, even. Yes, they never explained it, and it's annoying. Uh, I guess they're saying that, you know, Rumpel's a fairy child, but that's not a changeling. A changeling is a human child that's been switched out for a fairy child. So, unless Rumpel is not actually Rumpel, I don't even know. Ooh, plot twist. He's really granny. What? (laughs) Uh, So anyways, it just, it didn't work for me. So just a six. I'm just six. There you go. Well, there you go. Priscilla? (laughs) Oh my god. This is even counting the two, like, extra. The two extra points. The two extra apples that you found on the floor. (laughs) <laughs> the two extra apples that Katie When you realized the golden crap was over. I gave it a four. <gasps> like, not, not only was it just, like, the parts that I would give positives to are only positives because they are faded representations of what we've seen before. The only two points I would give it, like are the Aladdin and Jasmine scenes. Everything else either felt repeated or it felt like a storyline that we were expecting a lot from either based on the name Changeling, based on the past with Black Fairy, and we didn't get it. And usually, like, this this show, like, all right, if, if you disagree with the writing, at the very least, you get, like, wonderful costuming and special effects. Like, well, not special effects, but, like, you get wonderful costuming. And not, not only was, like, that special effect with, like, the tummy growing weird, the labor looked odd, but nobody, like, looked very good. Like, the costumes for Zelina, for Queen, for, Rump- like, Rump- and Belle's wigs, like, in the past, like, I... I just felt that they were so clunky and awful. Like, this was an eyesore to watch and a pain in the ass to go through. So, four. Four, four apples. Brittany? I feel like I'm going to rate this the highest than, like, than all of you. I'm excited. I, <laughs> I give it a seven out of ten. Um, wow. Yeah, I don't think that this episode was ever going to be perfect. But I think the reason why I liked it was because it was Rumbel-centric, but it wasn't about romance. It wasn't about trying to get them back together. It was Belle trying to still fight for her son. And I think we've been wanting a Belle like this. We've been wanting Belle not to just take Rumpel back all the time. And I'm so happy that the writers have kept that consistent because we talked about this, like, couple episodes ago like are they gonna stick with this what are they gonna do are they gonna get back together and it's like we don't want to but for the sake of Belle and her kid I would like 
Rumpel to change just so he can be a good father. I don't care if he gets back with Belle. I really wouldn't want that as long as he learned his lesson of not to treat. Just because you don't hurt them physically doesn't mean you're not treating someone like shit. Because emotional, you know, pain is just as bad. Mental abuse, you know, it's the same thing. So, I just found Belle fighting this entire episode so captivating. And I love Belle as a character, like, from the Beauty and the Beast, the movie. So... I felt like we got that in this episode, in the flashbacks and in the present. And her her decision at the end, which really inspired Emma, inspired me, like, for the show, that it, that they're not putting... That Belle's arc is just... It's so good right now. And I'm really, really proud uh, of her and of the writers doing her justice. And Aladdin stepping it up because he's no longer a savior. He chose the cowardly way out. And he's making up to he's making it he's making up for it by doing something pretty drastic and I think we're all excited to find out what's gonna happen with the the genie stuff and how it's gonna come into play. It's gonna be the same as uh, Wonderland or is it not? Um, so and the Evil Queen stuff was just on point, even though we don't like her being defined by gold and a man, but she stepped it up at the end there. She's like, well, you know what? You don't want me. I'm gonna poison your wife or ex-wife oh or gosh. whatever. I'm gonna make her have that baby faster. You know, you know she, she may, she, I've been waiting for the evil queen to make more statements of why she's here and how and why she's known as the evil queen. And I think that was one of the best things they could have done for her character in that aspect. So it wasn't as bad as like, well, I mean, for me, that I would have thought a Rumbell centric episode would have been. It was actually something I wanted. So, 7 out of 10. Okay. So, I have been very torn as to exactly what I'm oh. going to give this episode. Because I've been going back and forth. Like, I've gone as low as a 6. I've gone as high as a 7.5. And I, I really tried not to have you all romance the episode because we've been having a good time talking about the episode and it's fun to discuss it and i've and and i did not let you all sort of romance it for me because i was like i need to stick to it because i really did not enjoy the episode i mean this the episode had two revelations the black fairy and aladdin is a genie and other than that it was just okay. Like, I, it was... I don't, well, I guess the other revelation would be that they found the sword that is going to, quote-unquote, kill Emma. But other than that, like, it just... It was not that great of an episode. I think another problem that I had with the episode was the fact that Belle ingested the powder. And so when Rumpel put the powder on uh, the fairy, like, she turned old. So wouldn't you think if, like, she ingested the powder, she would turn old, too? Like, it was just, it was confusing. Because, like, I don't think Dark Swan used powder. I think she just, like, used her Dark Swan-ness maybe to accelerate. Cause maybe because she no, drank she it and rings. he sparkled it. Oh. Oh, she used the onion. Oh, okay, so she used the onion rings. But still, like, the the powder is weird. Like, if you blow it on someone, it turns them. But if you ingest it, if you got something inside you... It's okay, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna use like science here, but like, if you like, like inhale like a a medicine or you take it like in pill form, it's stronger than if you like ingest it with like, by cooking it in something like the chemical like, 
isn't as strong. So it makes sense then if like they boiled it up into a tea or they cooked it in like with oil in onion rings that like it would weaken in power. So if you're going to take okay. it like that. Well, then we'll go with that. Hashtag reasons, hashtag magic. But <laughs> other than that, great. like, I don't know. It just, I honestly really didn't care for this episode. So, uh, like, at the end of everything, I was stuck between six and a half and a seven. So I'm going to average it out and I'm going to give it a 6.75. Wow, apples. that's really wow. precise. How is that even? How I do you know. do that in apple form? Like, how do you? Give I know, right? So that's like that's like six apple. and three quarters. Nice. Uh, I want you to cut yeah. that for me and send me a picture of it because I want to see. What I will. That. So that's just for you. To a seven, like that's like. No, I don't want to give it a seven. So a six, a six it doesn't eight? deserve a, a seven. Six point eight. Sure, why not? We can go with that. <laughs> okay. Okay, so Katie, my apples are spoiled. But I believe you can spoil all of us right now. Yes, I can. It is time to get a little spoiler. Are you going to look in your crystal balls again? <sighs> yes. <laughs> okay, good. So let's dive into some spoilers for upcoming episodes of Once Upon a Time. This is an official spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. As always, you can check out our official Facebook like page by visiting Facebook. Hmm. My English is definitely not working today. <laughs> Let me restart that. Okay. Rosetta Stone. <laughs> uh, okay. Check out our official Facebook like page by visiting facebook.com forward slash Starbrook Weekly Mirror. And you can visit my site at starbrookmirror.tumblr.com. So uh, you're definitely going to want to check out my site because promotional photos for the next episode came out. And you go- you're going to want to see them. Because <laughs> very interesting. Grandma Snow. What? Yes, uh, it's the best. So before I talk about those, there really is like no spoilers this week, unfortunately. But there is a press release for the next episode. And there's a little bit of an article snippet to read. So I will read the press release first. So here's what it says. This is for episode 10, the mid-season finale titled Wish You Were Here. And it was written by Edward Kitsis and Adam Horwitz. So this is what it says. When she learns that our heroes possess a weapon capable of defeating her, the evil queen steals Aladdin's magic lamp from Jasmine and makes a wish that could sideline the savior forever. Unwilling to wake Snow while Emma is missing, David works with Hook and Henry to hold the evil queen at bay in Storybrooke as Regina goes on a rogue rescue mission. Meanwhile, Golden Bell faces a a surprising danger to their newborn son. So... That's what the press release reads. And for the guest stars, we have Grumpy is coming back. Mother Superior is going to be there. Granny's going to be there. Jasmine and Aladdin will be there. Granny. All of the dwarves, including Stealthy, will be there. And Gideon, as the older Gideon, will be there as well. Now, I believe I'm going to double check real quick. Yes, I believe Robin was filming for this episode. He is not in the press release, which is interesting. So they're obviously... But they've done that before. They have done that before. They have done that with Michael Raymond James in the 100th episode. They did not list him even though he was in there. So this is probably... So technically the Black Fairy could be in this too. It's very true. Because they they say threat. That we already know about. (laughs) 
Because <laughs> yes. we know. Ron. Can I give you a slight theory? What? Can I give you a slight theory? Sure, do it. Okay, I feel like, obviously from the press release, Regina is going to go save Emma from this alternate universe in where she was not the savior or something like that. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like when she brings Emma back, either she's also going to bring back Robin Hood from this alternate universe, or Robin Hood will sneak away with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Something is going to happen where Robin gets taken back, whether it's knowingly or unknowingly. Wah, 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 wah. Kind of like Emma brought Marion back in the third season finale because she thought she was doing something good. Uh, maybe Regina's like, well, this way I can have Robin. And so but he's only back for... A couple of, uh, yeah. like, multiple I mean, episodes, but not, like, a lot. Yeah, because so far they're filming through the 13th episode, and we know for sure he's still in the 12th episode. So, he's back for an arc. We don't know how long, we don't know how. But, yeah. So, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen there. I am very okay. curious about the AU, because I was pretty sure that they were still filming for the alternative universe in the next episode like the opener for the second half of the season yeah so i don't know they mentioned that story that this that, that that this season was going to be different and that the mid-season wasn't going to solve everything that it was going to carry through mm -hmm. into the spring so i don't think they're getting out of the au in one episode I think yeah. but i think they are because the evil queen doesn't film past episode Ten, and I don't think that they would get rid of the Evil Queen with Regina not being there, right, Katie? Ah, uh, I have no idea. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's I don't that. know. I like. I don't know because I'm pretty sure they still are filming for the alternative universe in the eleventh episode. Because it would make sense if they end in a cliffhanger where they're still in the AU. Yeah. But after like all the stuff that you've said as far as like the Evil Queen not filming past episode 10, yeah. it makes it sound like they got rid of the Evil Queen. And I just can't see them getting rid of the Evil Queen without Regina being there. Yeah. I'm very curious what's going to happen. I mean, this is a, maybe the Evil Queen isn't gone. Like, maybe... She's just been filming behind the scenes, but I, I find it odd that she has not been seen at all. Um, I don't know. In Storybrooke. Yeah. I don't know what's happening. I'm very curious. Maybe they trap her in the AU. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. They switch Regina for Robin. <laughs> or, sorry, the Evil Queen for Robin. <laughs> How? There you like, go. Why not? Wow. Switch a damn piece for a dime. God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm really very intrigued. Um, so that was, that was the press release. Now, if you want to check out the promotional photos, you'll definitely want to because they're very interesting. So first of all, Snow and Charming are aged up, as we know. They've got white hair. They have, like, Charming's got on this, like, royal, like, white red robe with the white fur trim and everything. He's got a crown on. And Snow has this, like, really regal queen, queenly ball dress here. And then 
Emma has this really pretty like cream dress with the white fur trim kind of like her father has on, which is really cool. She's got a braid in her hair, like a small crown. And then what's very interesting is Snow is knighting Henry. So Henry is in this alternative universe and he's a knight. And it appears that the evil queen interrupts this knighting ceremony. So, it's if it's the last thing you do, my, <laughs> my, my, my mind is a bowl of ramen noodles right now. It's so twisted. I have no freaking idea. Like, does that mean Neil's there? Does that mean that I'm just going to like quiet it for a little bit and just be like, watch the show. They'll explain everything. I know. Yeah, I know. I'm very, I don't know what's going on. I just want to see it so badly because I. Grandma Snow. Yeah. Oh, that means Granny might be dead. Probably. Ah! How sad. Oh. <laughs> That's what you get for giving the shade in the team. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Granny dies. <laughs> uh, okay, so be- beyond that, um, EW, who was... I'm pretty sure it was... Yes. And I'm- I'm- let me double check. I want to make sure I'm getting my sources correct. And I did not link it to the I love how thing. Katie has sources. I do have sources. It was EW. Okay. So EW was the first one to um, release the pictures of the alternative universe, of Emma, Snow, and Charming, the alternative universe, and also Henry, which was very interesting for everybody. So they did a full article about it, and they basically gave the press release a week early. And then Adam, this is what Adam had to say. So, basically, there's a wish made, as we saw in the promo, that when Emma wished that she had never become the savior. And then we see the evil queen make, like, she makes Aladdin her genie. And then she says, you know, I wish Emma Swan's wish came true. And so that's how Emma gets into the alternative universe. So, regarding the wish, here's what Adam had to say. But of course, like all magic, it comes with a price. And this price upends the world of all of our fairy tale heroes and villains as they are thrown into an adventure involving new worlds, old loves, and an impending destiny that can no longer be ignored. So that is what he had to say about the winter finale, which is very interesting. So that's all I have for spoilers. Um, we do have ratings that came out. So the initial ratings came out. And if we remember from a few weeks ago, the last rating they got was an 0.9 in the demographics. This week bumped up one-tenth to a 1.0 in the demographics. And they went down very, very slightly in the millions of viewers to 3.28 million viewers. And it was still ABC's highest rated drama on Sunday night. So there's that. I guess that's the silver lining. Yeah. I'm hoping that maybe the winter finale will get bump up the ratings even a little bit more. We hope so. So, on that note, join us next time for the mid-season finale of Storybrooke Weekly Mirror. Once again, here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes.
Just search for Storybrooke Weekly Mirror and subscribe. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash storybrookeweeklymirror. Follow us on Tumblr, storybrookeweeklymirror.tumblr.com. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube, at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Thanks, announcer. Co-hosts, please wish listeners a good night. Good night, guys. Good night, everybody. Good night. Thanks for tuning in. Download new episodes of Storybrooke Weekly Mirror every Tuesday via iTunes and the Poppy Chulo Radio archives. New episodes stream via poppychuloradio.com every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Good night.